1: Welcome back to The Agent Well, Wealth. This is your host, Mark Baudis. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, Martin Salama. Martin is the life coach and author that specializes in helping people frustrated in their life quickly shift their mindset to uncover their greatness. The key to his success is he's mastered the ability to live incredibly full every day, which he turned into the acronym LIFE, L-I-F-E, and created the Warrior Life Coaching Program based off of it. Today, we'll discuss how to stay positive no matter what's pissing you off. Martin, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much. I love when I use people
2: use that line because it makes me laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a unique one that I haven't, uh, haven't used before in, in one
2: of these episodes.
1: <laughs> Maybe you can start off by sharing a little bit about your background and why you decided to create the Warrior Life Code.
2: So yeah, my name is Martin Salama. I've been a life coach for about 12, 13 years now. Uh, but before that, I was a businessman for basically my whole life from when I was a kid till my mid-40s, that's what I was doing, always being in business. And in 2008, uh, my wife and I were working on a project for about five years to build a multi-million dollar tennis club and health center down by the Jersey Shore, around exit 105, Mark, you're from Jersey, you might know what that is. And it took us five years to get to the point in 2008 where we were ready to start building. And that's because, as you know, in building, you never know what's going to come up. You have to find the land. You have to do a feasibility study. And then you have to get an architect and an engineer and do all that stuff. And then you have to go to the city and say, okay, this is what we're doing. And they're like, great. This looks great. Now go out and do a a civil engineer. Get a civil engineer. See what it's going to do to the parking. See what it's going to do to the traffic. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure all that's taken into account. Now, if it was 2006 or 2007 when we finally got all the approvals, going to the bank was like going to Costco and having lunch for free by asking all the ladies for samples on the end. You know, <laughs> It's like they were handing the money away. Yeah. I, I think between 2002 and 2007, I refinanced my house three times without a problem. Yeah. That's how easy money was. But fate would have it that for me, it was 2008. And I go into the bank in the summer of 2008. I go, okay, we're ready. We finally got all the approvals. And they're like, yeah, we're not lending now. <laughs> I'm like, what, what are you talking about? You know, you've been telling me you can't wait for this project. Well, we can't, but we're not going to fund it. I'm like, uh oh, what's going on? Well, the world is slowing down. The market is not what it used to be. Little did I know what was coming a month later in the September of 2008, Bernie Madoff subprime loans, the financial world fell apart. And I was one of the victims of that. Overnight, I lost all my money. I stopped paying my mortgage. I stopped paying my car payments. I remember a few months later, my son telling me, dad, look outside. They were towing away my BMW. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was that never happened to me before. Yeah. And being from New Jersey, New Jersey was so backed up in foreclosures, it took them years before they finally finished the foreclosure on my house. And I think that happened because my wife poked the bear, but it was going to go sooner or later anyway. And uh I went into a depression for about a year, and understandably, with everything that happened, I was wiped out. I had no money left so I, and I couldn't even go into business again because I didn't have anything to start with so about a year later, I said, "Okay, uh, now that I'm coming out of this and I went through therapy and I went through coaching, I said, "What do I want to do with the rest of my life?" And I realized that over my over my life, I've always loved being involved in community projects. I was always a leader and what made me so good at it was that I understood when people came in and they said, "Oh, I can't do what you're doing. I can't. I don't have all that time." I'm like, "You don't have to do what I'm doing. I, you could do what you do. Help me in your time." I ended up coaching these people to recognize that whatever they could do was great for the organization. I realized I was a coach, so I decided to go to coach training, and I finally found a school that was actually about a mile or two away from my home, that just by accident. And about two months before I was going to go to coach training. My wife, it was my 24th wedding anniversary, and my wife said, I'm done. I want a divorce. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Can I pile on anymore? Why does everything keep happening to me? But I made a decision right there that I was still going to go through with coach training. I was still going to move forward in my life. And I think it was God pushing me in that direction saying, oh, you want to go to coach training? Great. Maybe you can use that to figure out why your marriage failed. What's going on in your life? What are you contributing to your life, to your marriage, to your children and all that and figure it out. And before I went, they sent me a list of books and they said, read a couple of them. One was the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. You know that book? I haven't. No, I actually haven't read that one. It's a fantastic book. But I'll I'll tell you real quick. The second agreement is don't take anything personally. Right. And when I read that, it was like Don Miguel Ruiz was telling me a secret. If you take things personally, it's going to affect you. And what I came to realize was that I was a people pleaser. And I got that through going through coaching and understanding. And Most people pleasers will say, "No, I'm not a people pleaser. I just like helping everybody." But deep down inside, if you go deep into it, you realize you're a people pleaser, and as a result, you take things personally. You're a control freak. This is what it was for me. I needed the recognition that everything I was doing was great, and when all those things weren't happening, I would lose my, I would lose it. I would get upset. I would freak out. I would react and i would just take it out on everybody around me like a nuclear reactor almost and then i have to go back and fix all the things i did wrong you know so go apologize to everybody for the fallout that i came out of my freaking out so going through coach training got me to understand that those things were things i could change if i really wanted to but also i had to understand that i had to change them for me not to save my marriage not for my kids not for anybody else and that's what started to happen and what i realized was that statement i said when my wife asked for the divorce, why is everything happening to me, it was my way of blaming everybody else for what was going on that I didn't want to take responsibility for. And now I don't say that anymore. I say everything happens
1: through me. I'm responsible for the things that happen. So when you're coaching um, and someone's in like a similar situation, how do you coach them through that? It's part of
2: what goes on in my my coaching because I have to first go through with them and understand, for example, how are they reacting to situations? Are they acting the right way? Are they reacting or are they responding? And that's the beginning of how it starts by understanding you have to control your emotions. And it's really, I call it building your emotional strength. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's where you could, as you said earlier, how you could stay positive no matter what's pissing you off. We've always heard it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to what's happening to you.
1: So let let's say someone goes through like you know some kind of negative situation. Um, you know, you can even take the, the examples of losing all, everything overnight, throwing a divorce on top of that. What should their re- either reaction or response be to that type of uh, of event?
2: What I've done is I've taken the word life, as you said earlier, I turned it into a, into an acronym called Live Incredibly Full Every Day, which is a my mantra, I wake up every day, I go, I'm going to live full today. And that means I'm going to be happy and I'm going to do things that are meaningful. Happiness is one thing that's a self-care, but meaningful means selfless. So I try to do that every day. So I took that same life acronym and turned it into another thing, which is the life code method to stay positive no matter what's pissing you off. So first is L, listen to your inner voice and acknowledge your feelings. So acknowledge the emotions. There's a difference between emotions and feelings. Emotions are that immediate thing you feel when somebody hits you with something. Anger, sadness, happiness, those are all emotions. But the feelings are the deeper level of it. Like, for example, what kind of angry are you? Are you pissed off or are you just a little ticked off? Are you enraged or maybe somewhere in the middle where you're just like, you're disturbed by this? And what are you going to do about it? So by naming these things, it helps for you to get through it a little easier. So then you go to, I identify your feelings. I have a chart, which uh, I'll be very happy to share with your audience. At the end will give them a link to go there and get this chart along with a worksheet. And they can write down, oh, I'm angry. Well, what kind of anger are you as we talked about and write it down? Now you're allowing your emotions to start to simmer instead of explode. Okay. And then what do you do? You find out why. Question. That's the F. Find out why. Question your feelings. Basically, you know, cross-examine yourself like you're on the witness stand. Why are you feeling this? What is doing it? Is it hurting you? Is it helping you? What's the reason behind it and all that? And then E, engage in change and take action. That doesn't necessarily mean right that at the moment, but you may want to turn around and do it in a slow way. So this is a deep conversation that I've put with people with, with, with I'm coaching with, and I go through it slowly with them, and I start them off with something even simpler. You remember, Mark? Maybe you or your kids when they were going. If you have kids, I don't know. I didn't ask. When they when the kids go to school, they came home and the fireman was in school that day, mm-hmm. right? And they taught them fire safety. They said, "Kids, remember three words. If in case of a fire, stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, yeah. and roll. <laughs> there you go, Mark." So I took stop, drop, and roll and, ta- and changed it to stop, think, and respond. If someone is going to get you upset and you know you're going to explode, stop. Then think about it. You may even want to say, that's interesting. I need to think about it. In the beginning, as you're trying to build that emotional strength, the thinking is, am I taking this personally? Is it going to affect me in the long term? Is it about me or is it about them? And then you respond instead of react. Stop, think, and respond. I'd love to say that I woke up one day, figured this out, and then the next day I was good as gold. But it took practice. That's what's great about the things I do. And one of the things you mentioned, I I recently came out with a book. It's called uh, Warrior to Warrior, W-O Warrior to W-A Warrior, because I know this is not on video and my Brooklyn accent will screw it up. (laughs) So I also have a card deck. And in the card deck, It'll show you that what I'm gonna, what I offer, what what the people can get is download what I talked about, the chart and
1: the the worksheet. What are some of the common triggers that you see in in clients? I know we, we just talked about a couple related to you, but what what else out there do you see that's really triggering people? They're usually around relationship, work, and finances.
2: Those are the three main areas. Money will put people on edge in a second, and what I've come to learn is that most anger the root of the anger has to do with fear, right? Someone's afraid of something. So they manifest it in anger. And once they start working with me and understanding this concept, they realize that it's the fear of what might happen that is intensifying their emotions and getting the anger brought in. So it's about allowing your emotions to happen to you, People think coaches, life coaches are all about getting you to stop being angry. No, it's not about roses and happiness all the time, you know, daffodils and all that stuff. It's about how to respond,
1: how to control your emotions instead of your emotions controlling you. Work and relationships, there's probably definitely another person involved. Money, uh, finances or money, there may or may not be. Should the response be the same if there's another person or let's say there's there's not and there's something you have to deal with yourself?
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. I think the response should be the same because you're having that conversation with yourself, right? It's money. Oh my God, how am I going to take care of this? What am I going to do? Break it down. Think about the four L's I just went through. One of the things I do with my clients, and I leave the financial part towards the end of my course, because I always find that, it's a stronger trigger than some other things because they feel like they have no control over money, right? Whatever happens, I can't, I can't control money. So what I do is I t- teach them about financial abundance. And, and some people look at me like, what? When I first tell them this number and they go, I can't do that. And then, okay, we'll build into it. I say, take 40% of all the money that's coming in and put it to the side and put it into four different categories, which are big expenses, charities, fun, and the last one is golden egg. And now when something comes up that you're not expecting, for example, a few years ago, I took my car in for an oil change. I knew it was going to cost me $50 or $100. The guy calls me, and goes, well, you need new brake pads and you need this and blah blah, blah. five $600. The old me would have just lost it. The new me said, oh, let me look. My big expenses, I have enough money in there to cover it so it doesn't take for my every day. Now, some people say, I can't do 40%. Okay, start with 20%. Start with 10% and break it into four categories. Find a number that works for you, but build up to that.
1: Are there any daily habits or rituals that someone can do to maintain a positive outlook? A lot of what we've talked about up to now has been kind of, okay, some kind, something happened. Now, this is how you can address it, respond to it. What about just in general? Absolutely. It
2: starts by waking up every day and being grateful. That's simple. I wake up every day, I pull out a notebook, and I write down every morning three things I'm grateful for. And then I, for myself, I pray, I go and I, I spend some prayer time. And then I say my mantra, which is I'm going to live incredibly full every day. And today is the day. And every day I say that. And now I go out looking for opportunities instead of looking for problems. I look to appreciate things instead of complain about things. And when things come up, I go, okay, what is the way I usually. Act in this situation? Do I say, oh my God, I, the world is coming to an end or can I figure it out? And then it's changing the mindset from lack to abundance by saying, instead of saying, I can't, you say, I can, or if you can't get that, I can yet, how can I? It's like, oh, I can't afford this. Well, how can I afford it? Your mind is like any other muscle in your, in your body you've got to change the muscle memory about it and move from complaining to appreciating.
1: I know you you recently launched a new program called the Seven Figure Abundant Entrepreneur. Maybe can you talk a little bit about that and kind of how some of the stuff we've talked about ties into a little bit of that?
2: Absolutely. Like I, I mentioned, I was a co- I've was been a coach for 12, 13 years. And many of those years, I was always looking for a program that would get me to being a seven-figure entrepreneur and coaching and being able to get my message out there in a big way and make a big impact. So I would sign up for these programs that would say, oh, it's done with you, done for you. And at the end of the day, what they really were, they were a done to you program, you know, because they had you pay (laughs) everything up front. And then they said, okay, well, here's the videos, here's the things, go do it. And I would get through it and I was like, but I don't know how to do Facebook ads. Oh, don't, you'll figure it out. Or I don't know how to build a, a website. Oh, go figure it out. It's not that simple. Plus, it's spending all my time doing things I don't want to do. So, over the last six months or a year, I put together a program and I I launched it about two or three months ago where I show people how to do a done for you and a done with you program. It's built on what I call a risk reversal strategy. 87.5% of your investment into my program doesn't come until you hit. Financial benchmarks. So if you're not hitting those benchmarks, I'm not getting paid. So how motivated am I to get
1: you over the finish line? Yeah. So it's almost like a guarantee, basically. That it is. It's a guarantee. What are some of the areas that you you focus on with someone? Like, and, and does someone have to be? Could they be starting out, or is it someone who's already an entrepreneur and this is a way to kind of get them moving forward? Yeah. It could be either one. It's better if it's somebody who's got a,
2: who's got an entrepreneurial spirit, entrepreneurial understanding, and has the the uh, the basis of what they want to do, but even if that's not the case, we can help you build it out. So it starts out, and here, Mark, you, you have such a fantastic idea of a show here, the Agent of Wealth podcast, right? So, the mindset for a coach, let's just use them, or a super, typical entrepreneur to get to a six figure business takes a good system.
1: Oh, definitely, yep.
2: But to get to a seven figure business, you have to have the right mindset. You have to say, I have belief in myself. I have belief in what I'm I'm selling, or I'm sharing, and I have belief in those around me that are helping me get there. But to get to seven and beyond seven figures, you have to be scalable. That means finding the right people to do the right things in your business. What I call from a great book I've read called Who Not How. Who Not How means if you wake up in the morning and you go, how am I going to get this done? And how am I going to get that done? Doing stuff that you are not qualified or really want to do you're wasting your energy. For example, let's say you're worth $200 an hour, and you spend five hours trying to figure out how to build a website that you don't even know how to do. That's $1,000 you've wasted. Imagine if you went out and found somebody that you know can do it, and instead of doing how to do it, you find somebody who can do it for you, and they can do it at $50 or $100 an hour. We'll just use those numbers. And they do it in two hours. So instead of a 1000 you spend 200 Right, so that's the concept that becomes scalable. You find the people around you to do the things that you don't want to do or don't know how to do. It's it's Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad.
1: That one I've read.
2: That one you've read, right? <laughs> right. He says, in my business, I want to be the dumbest person in the room. Right. And I say, the people that know how work for the people that know why. That doesn't minimize the people that know how. That's their uh, zone of genius. I want you to stay in your lane, stay in your zone of lane of genius. For me, it's coaching. I want to be coaching 95% of the week. And I want other things to be happening by the people that are around me helping me get there. So that's what my program does. It shows you how to get there. Blueprint, step-by-step templates to go step to step to step to get to
1: the seven figures within two years, really less. Yeah, sounds sounds great. All right, Martin, that sums up all the questions I have for you today. Thank you for providing us with so much valuable information about mindset and positivity. Where can our listeners go to learn more about your coaching program and get in touch with you? So I've made it very simple. Connectwithmartin.com.
2: You go there, you can scroll down and find the free gifts and you can find the the life acronym that we talked about, the the life method so that you can take care of no matter what's pissing you off. There's also a button there that you could click on for a free consultation with me if you want to learn more about my program that I just discussed with you. We could talk about it there. And uh, soon I'll have, a, uh, I'll have a link to a, a four-hour workshop that I'm going to deep dive into showing the entire program. And if you walk away at the end of it and you can do it on your own, great. But if you want to get there faster, you do it with me. But I'll show it all to you. It's not one of those webinars where I'm going to tease you. I'm going to give it all to you and you can have the, the if you stay till the end, you'll even get all the uh, all the PowerPoint
1: slides. Great. We'll uh, link to all that in the resources section of the show notes. Thanks again, Martin. And thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Don't forget to follow the agent of wealth on the platform you listen from and leave us a review of the show. We're currently accepting new clients. And if you'd like to schedule a one-on-one consultation with our advisors, please do so at bowdisfinancial.com backslash call.
0: Thank you for listening to the agent of wealth podcast click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available the information covered represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of his financial the content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial planning and investment advice Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investments and financial planning.